Welcome to Clean Up on Aisle Fun, the podcast about reviewing grocery stores that nobody asked for. Today's episode of Clean Up on Aisle Fun is once again not brought to you by RX Bars. Uh, still looking for a sponsorship. RX Bars are uh, like a reliable friend who's uh, dependable but doesn't say much. Uh, in so far as I've uh, eaten them when I've needed a boost of energy and uh, nutrients, usually when I'm like at work or something like that, and uh, they get the job done. They're uh, they're they're sturdy. They're a sturdy snack. Uh, we are also not brought to you by Talenti Gelato. Some of you will, uh, will remember from the last week's episode that I had gotten a pint of chocolate fudge brownie and eaten half of it. I finished the other half the other night, and let me tell you something. My freezer got it to just the perfect consistency when I pulled it out, because sometimes when you're eating gelato or like a ice cream or something like that, you really got to like work it for a little bit or like let it sit out. I, in order to soften, uh, maybe you will go so far as to put it in the microwave for a couple of seconds. I uh, know as a youth, when I would pull that half gallon of moose tracks out of the freezer and it was uh, rock hard and I couldn't wait to scoop, I would stick that sucker in the microwave for five minutes, give a good old zap, soften her up, make a nice and uh, proper consistency to scoop it in my bowl. Um, but, you know... Uh, Talenti, you don't have to do as much work because it, 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 it meets you where you are. And then, of course, uh, my, my white whale, Kerrygold Irish butter. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I only grease my skillet with the finest, and that's Kerrygold. It's great for making pancakes if you're frying up some eggs. Uh, holiday season is upon us. Maybe you're doing some baking and you need uh, a good, uh, uh, reliable butter to you know keep on hand for all of your holiday cookies and baked goods. Uh, you know, maybe maybe grandma sent you that fruit cake, and you need a little something to you need to gussy it up a little bit. Throw the you know, take take a slice of that fruit cake, throw it in your your toaster oven, or uh, you know, heat it up however you need to, and slap a little bit of Kerrygold Irish butter on there. I can guarantee you, it's at least going to be somewhat edible. Uh, you know, so Kerrygold, please, please let me represent you in uh, a more official capacity. Anyway, uh, so this week's episode uh, is going to be about the fairway in Harlem with uh, my very special guest, Jay Cornell, uh, who graciously agreed to go f geographically far out of the way to <laughs> record this episode. It was great. It was very exciting. Um, I sampled some food from the fairway hot bar that I ate on a pier surrounded by um, nothing but seagulls and uh, a couple other birds. It was very cold out, and I took an Instagram Live video of that that's um, available up uh, for a limited, very <laughs> limited time on uh, my Instagram feed for the podcast, which is at Cleanup on Isle Fun. Please go ahead and give that a follow if you haven't already. Uh, and I know some people have had some audio issues with that. Um, uh, thanks, Michael, for pointing that out. Uh, so I'll try and figure out a way to, like, uploaded in a, in a different way because it was uh, a, a very uh, lonesome and uh, bleak moment that I would like to share with everybody just eating a baked potato staring at a, a, a gray steel colored Hudson River uh, anyway the episode's great uh, Jake's fantastic so uh, without any further ado here we go Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, that'll be a fun a fun little bit of texture to this episode. For the sure. people people listening in the background. Oh uh, yeah. Uh okay, I'm I'll I guess we'll just start. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Clean Up on Isle Fun. I'm joined today uh by a fantastic guest, uh a a uh, wonderful comedian, improviser, host of Billboard's Finish the Hit. Is it that... got canceled yesterday, but I was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping in it right off the bat. Uh, Jake Cornell is here. Hi. <laughs> um, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank I, you. I'm going to begin by buttering your bread and uh, yeah, giving you praise for being the real fucking deal as far as... We both live in Brooklyn. Yeah. And when I told you about this podcast you spoke of two stores yes the superfood town in washington heights which yes. tragically was already claimed by my ex <sighs> um i'm mad at her for that because i love 
that that grocery store very deeply. Yeah. Well, any 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 residual thoughts on that that we maybe we didn't cover in that episode? You hit most of you hit most of the places on it. I think. Uh huh. Um, it's really just a place to get lost in, and I don't think you cannot imagine how many free samples there are. Um, like uh-huh. it's truly beyond anything I've ever seen. Also, the the man behind the sushi counter is the nicest man I've ever met in my life. He gives you. If you order a roll to order, which you can do at that grocery store, which I've never seen in a grocery store before, uh-huh. he will give you a little cup of miso soup to sip on while he makes your order. Is there, like, like miso soup is so, so good. Yes. I've never, like, encountered a situation with miso soup and not wanted miso soup. Well, it's easy, but it's it's truly delicious. Yeah, yeah. So comforting. Uh, I don't know if that sushi guy was there when we went. We went, like, midday. Maybe that was part of it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know his schedule. I just know he's lovely. When he anyway, goes. but anyway, so you were you would have been willing to go to Washington Heights to go to that superfood town. The, the second option, I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The second option you gave me was the Fairway in Harlem, which we are talking about today. Yes, which is not. A, it was a trek for both of us, and and, and I did not leave enough so, time for it. I was late. I was fifteen minutes late. Which is like <laughs> impressive that you're able to like uh, get up there in that amount of time. Anyway, but it, I I'm extremely grateful and also it is just hilarious that we <laughs> took such a long train ride to just to walk through a grocery store and then talk about it so yes. you're the real deal so oh, thank i have you. to give you props for that um but now you you're you grew up in vermont is that right yeah i moved for about when i was six and then i lived there until i moved yeah pretty much until i was 21 and what was and first off before before I get into that I just I don't know if we explicitly stated where we are recording right now there's a man singing opera next door so if you you hear that in the background please it's just adding a little weight of drama to the uh, exactly uh, really high uh, elevates things now okay so growing up in Vermont I stereotypically would picture uh-huh. like you oh so you like lived in a farmer's market but that's probably not true I didn't live in a farmer's market no. Um, Were there farmers markets around? What was yeah, the, what my was the town grocery ha- store situation? Well, my town did have a farmers market mm-hmm. year. It used to just be in the warmer months, and then they made it year round, and there was like an indoor one in the winter. Okay. Um, the mm-hmm. the um, so we would go there a fair amount. Mm-hmm. There were and. I guess there were produce stands there, but that my family didn't really shop for produce at the farmers market. We would more shop for like, um, like, like pastries or like we would kind of walk around and there was like a lot of like pastry stands. Like I remember, oh, there was this like Pakistani food stand at mm-hmm. this random small town Vermont farmers market, and he had his food was so good. He was like the go to. Okay. Um. So it was a lot of it was like more of a prepared foods farmers market than getting like the produce and stuff. But in terms of grocery stores in my hometown, well, so the caveat of all this is that I, like, my, the town I'm from was so small that we didn't have a grocery store, but then near it, there was, like, a city nearby called Rutland, okay. um, which by any other state standard is a town, but by Vermont is a city. Okay. Um, and that, they had three, I guess they technically had three grocery stores. One wow. of them we never, ever went to. Which was? It was called Grand Union. Grand Union. Was that a chain? I think it was. It's no longer called that. It's now called Tops. I'm familiar with Tops. Cool. We had a Tops growing up that I think it used to be called um, Finest when I I was a kid. And then it became Tops and then it closed. Yeah. So Grand Union, I think, was kind of the definitely the lowest on the totem pole in my town. Was it? And I'm projecting here. Was it like was it like a holdover of like Northern Pride from the Civil War sort of thing? Like. Oh, like, it was, was like that, the Union Army. Was that, yeah. Was oh, that the, I have no idea. That's what I, that's um, what would come to mind. Like I, the like sign I, was red, so, so probably, probably not. not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the sign was red. I'm, I'm, I'm punching them up. I'm giving. But them they had the the thing about that one was that was the grocery store that had a a liquor store inside it. Oh damn. Okay. Um, and then there. Oh no, I guess okay. Well, so then the the next level up was Price Chopper. Chopper or shopper? Chopper. Price chopper. It's chopping prices. Okay. And the logo is like an axe in like a wheel. It, you would never, it's kind of like the Disney G where you did not, you don't actually see it or the Disney D that looks like a G exactly. where you don't actually see what it's supposed to be until you're much older. Cause that's a violent image. Yeah. It's a very strange logo. logo. Yeah. But so then that one, so there's the other two were called Price Chopper and Hannaford. 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 I think it was like Hannaford. unpossessive. And... I guess, like, those were, there was, it was less, like, 
I think Grand Union was objectively not as nice as those two. And then I think your preference of the Price Chopper or the Hannaford was more of a an opinion than like a one being like empirically nicer than the other. Some people okay. just preferred one over the other. Sure. I was from a pretty staunch Hannaford family. Mm. Still are. I mean, yes. Midtown now still has a Tops, a Price Chopper, and a Hannaford. We're still a pretty tried and true Hannaford family. Mm-hmm. Even though the Hannaford has now moved, it's much nicer and bigger mm. than the one it used to be. But yeah, so that was, those were the three stores. Nothing fancy. Like my mom still, whenever she can, will my mom will drive like three out of hours out of the way on a trip to like get to hit up a Trader Joe's or something like that because wow. like, we don't have anything like that. Uh-huh. No whole, no Whole Foods, no, like none, nothing like that. We had been like they were in like different, like you could you could drive like like maybe forty minutes to get to it, like. Sure. A Trader Joe's or something like that for me growing up, but we just never, we never went there. It was always just like whatever was in, whatever was in town. So that's impressive. You're from Ohio? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, well, so like Vermont doesn't get anything until everyone else has it. So like, Uh we didn't get like the movies growing up that, like when they came out. Really? We would get like the big ones, but not the like. Oh, sure. uh, Like none of the Oscar movies ever came to my town. Like you'd get like Harry Potter, but you wouldn't get like, I don't know. I can't think of an example. Like, I don't think Bro- mm, Brokeback Mountain... I think Brokeback Mountain came to my town. Like, it's so funny that that movie is the example I'm using. But, like, a big, <laughs> Oscar, a big movie, Oscar movie. Yeah. yeah. I think it came to my town, like, seven months after it came out. <laughs> like, it just, like... But, like... So, like, Trader Joe's or, like... Um, like, I remember, like, when smartphones came out, like, uh-huh. the State of Vermont Network could not support them. So, like, Vermont couldn't have smartphones. Like, That's just, like, shit so like that. Funny. Like, so I remember, like... Like, Trader Joe's or Whole Foods would be things you heard about that you're like, oh, we don't have that in this state. It's uh-huh. not... Like, Vermont got its first Trader Joe's in 2014. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it's an I guess hour and a half from where that's I'm from. Probably, that's probably not as, like, off mark for, like, for like most states, probably. Because, like, we live in New York where there's, like, so many Trader Joe's. Yeah. And... No, I mean, but my friends from Massachusetts, like, grew up with Trader Joe's. Yeah, but that's, like, that's, like, on the coast. But I want, like, like, when was the first, you know, Trader Joe's in, like, South Dakota or... Well, I mean, it started in California, so do you think it jumps to coast or does it move westward? I, you know what, I have no idea. Yeah, I also I no know idea. it's, did, have you heard of Aldi's? Wait, okay, wait, that's crazy that you bring up Aldi, because now my hometown has an Aldi. They are which owned is by the so... other brother of Trader Joe. Okay, I've heard that because... Well, because that was so weird because I... So I lived in England for a year. Mm-hmm. And you... England... Like, if you're into American grocery stores, English grocery store culture is, like, a very bizarre and very specific world. Oh. It's very stratified. There's, like... A, I took a class that was at... When I was in college there, that was, like, co- talking about the cultural significance of, like, grocery store stratification. In, in England In England. Because there's, like... Yeah, like, there's, like... There's, there's, like, a grocery store called, like, Iceland, where, like, almost everything's frozen, and it's, like, a lot of frozen food, and it's, like, really cheap. Or you have, like, an Aldi, or, like, a little... So Aldi was, like, a... And those were, like, the cheaper ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aldi's, like, definitely... Like and then there was, like, the big great. one, the really fancy one in England is called Waitrose, and it's, like, beautiful, and, like, all the shelves are low, so nothing's above your head, so you never feel, like, encroached upon, and it's really, like, spacious and lovely, but it's, like, much more expensive. It's, like, very fascinating. But so, living there, I, like, knew about Aldi and was, like, it was kind of this, like, weird grocery store that has kind of, like, a German vibe. Everything's, like, packaged. It's, like, Uh a little funky. And then, like, my small-ass town in Vermont got one, and I was, like, what the fuck? What's happening? It's so bizarre to me. It, yeah, so I don't... Yeah, so when you say Trader Joe's started in California, I know that there, like, there's a brother... And I said it's Trader Joe's brother. I don't think Joe is a person. I just want to make that very clear. But like, it's like two brothers. One of them owns Trader Joe's. The other owns Aldi's. And so I don't Oh, wait, think, they're literally brothers? They are literally brothers who... One owns Trader Joe's, one owns Aldi's. And oh, I thought you meant they were owned by like... They were both owned by like Unilever or something, like a corporation. I don't think... No, no. It's... They're That's like, they're fucking like two crazy. German German people. Um... And so I yeah so I don't know what the what the strategy is as far as like expansion or anything like that. Um, maybe it's maybe it started in California was like acquired by one of them. I'm not sure. That's I it's, would have to guess. Yeah, it's but um, yeah, it's just a weird. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic in the, But I gotta I like I'm 
I have rough plans to like go to Europe next year, but like now I'm like, okay, I gotta make a deposit now. So I just go to yes. English grocery stores. Grocery stores in England. I could spend like two days doing yeah. that alone. Because oh then there's God. like Marks and Spencers is weird, like the mid level one, the mid level to like nicer one, but Marks and Spencers also has like clothing. It's very strange. Yeah, when a grocery store has clothes, that's always like a little. But this doesn't have clothes like kids' t-shirts in an aisle. This has like like it's almost like department store levels. It's bizarre. That it's is strange. So oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I guess we don't have that sort of stratific as much of that stratification. Well, I also I think like I think when with almost everything in England, like because it's such a smaller country, like the whole thing is the size of New England. Mm-hmm. There's just less diversity of like like the entire country has the same grocery stores, whereas like yes. Where, like, in America, you're comparing, like, We're Food about- Lions to yeah. Big Y's to Hannaford. You know what I mean? There's, like, every region has, like, their different things. So it's, like, very exactly. hard to, like, have this, like, homogenous idea about certain the only Yeah, the only ones I can think of are, like, that are nationwide. I'm not even sure they're in all 50 states. It would be, like, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, maybe Aldi. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, yeah there, aren't, no. there aren't a ton. I guess, like... Target now because like Target started. Oh, selling. and like Walmart. Yeah, and well, Wal- Wal- honestly, if there was like a national grocery store, it would be Walmart, probably. Yeah. But they're not. I, I don't think of them ostensibly as a grocery store. Well, because they have to be a super Walmart to have food. Yes. Yeah. I don't like, think Vermont is a super Walmart. Mm, I could be wrong about that. Do My, they call them super WalMarts yes. anymore? Really? Oh, anymore? I don't know. They used to, like, that used to be a thing. Because like, for it was a while, super there was, Walmart there, had food. Uh, Kmart was like that too. Because there was like there was like Kmart, Super Kmart, and Big K. And they were all three different things, and I could never quite sort them out. Um, oh, I didn't know Big K was a thing. There was a, bi- there was a Big K in my college town that I would go to every now and then. Um, was there any discernible difference between it and I Kmart? I, it, was like, uh, it was like a Super K in that they sold food and all the usual stuff that Kmart sells. It was just like not as nice. I don't know. Huh? It was, yeah, it's very confusing, but I feel like Walmart sort of like unified their look a while ago. I don't know. I don't know if there's a distinction between a super Walmart and a regular Walmart anymore, but not really my, not my, uh, you know, job to brand them or anything like that. So no. I know. Um, okay. Wow. So that's, uh, that's a rich tapestry of grocery uh, <laughs> store, uh, history. So, uh, th- th- this one we went to today, you said you used to shop at when you lived in this neck of the woods. Yes. You said, what was the, the only, like, big grocery store? So I lived on 156th Street. Okay. Which is, like, an in-between neighborhood between, like... Yeah. Like, the... It's called Hamilton Heights, technically, but it's, yes. like... It's it's sort of this, like, purgatory in between, like, Harlem, Morningside Heights, and Washington Heights. I, I used to live on uh, 157 in Riverside, so... I was 156 in Riverside. We were there neighbors. We go. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, it was... It, it's, like, not... It's definitely not Washington Heights, like, in terms of, like, what it feels like. When you go, like... Like, if you tell someone you live in Washington Heights, and then you, what they imagine is, like, what's happening on, like, 172nd, like, Yeah, they, sure. I've lived in, like, three different places that could could have been considered Washington Heights. Like, when we first moved here, I lived at um, 177 in Broadway, and then 184th in Audubon, and then 157, and there were three, it was, like, three different experiences. Because 84, that's almost a new neighborhood, too, right? That's, like, getting close to Inwood, but, so, technically, so, the, the other thing... is it technically Dykeman? Uh, or is no. above Inwood? Technically, it's Fort George. So, like, Washington Got Heights, it. like, above 181st, like, west of Broadway, is uh, called Hudson Heights, and that's, like, the slightly, like, nicer, more gentrified... Uh, I don't want to imply, you know, judgment or anything like that, but it's got, like, that's... That, the, the, corn, the Starbucks is on the corner, the yep. western corner. That gives you any sort of idea. That's where the Manuel Randall lives. Uh, he's got a lot of money. Um, and I, and then the east side, east of Broadway is, um, above 181 is called Fort George, technically. Got and that's a, that's a lot more, like, it's, uh, there's plenty of stuff there, but in my experience, it was like yeshiva students, Dominican families, and then me. What is yeshiva? Yeshiva University. It's like a, it's a, a um, a Jewish college. That oh, I did their, not, I, their yeah. campus was like at the end of my street. Got it. Uh, cause there's a lot of like, there's, uh, I feel like. The, the there's a heavy Orthodox Jewish population up yes. there that mo- they mostly live in like um, on the Hudson Heights side of it, but uh, the, the students would live kind of around me and go to school there. Huh. Um, so yeah, it's it's it, there's a, it's a huge neighborhood really though Washington Heights like it's gigantic. Yes. So there's like all these weird little subdivisions, but then like Inwood, I'm not sure where Inwood starts technically. Sure. Someone could tell me. I'm sure. But yeah, so this is all to say I lived anyway. on 156th Street, and there was like. 
there was a lot of grocery stores. There was like a Sea Town near there. There was like a Key Foods near there. But like, uh-huh. um, and those were like fine. But if I wanted to do like a big grocery shop with like some nicer stuff, like or get some specific stuff for like a specific recipe, uh-huh. um, that the fairway on one like on the water in Harlem was like the move. Is that is that like how you shop now? Because I find I tend to do like I'll sun I. Ideally every week, but maybe I would say on average once every week and a half, I'll do like a big trip to a grocery sure. store. It's like grab the reusable bags, um, you know, sure. gotta get do a big haul, and then like I'll get little things that I need. Like if I run out of milk or something like that, I'll just head to either a deli or like a Sea Town or something like that. My that- I guess it's pretty different for me now. I'm like a lot busier than I was back then, and I have a boyfriend. I live with my like partner now, mm-hmm. and so. Like, I feel like we'll share, like, I feel like we'll end up cooking together recipes and, like, instead of doing, like, a big grocery shop, it'll be more, like, picking stuff up on the way home. We have, like, a pretty nice... Sure. We have this market called Wholesome. Have you ever been to a Wholesome? No. They're, like, throughout Brooklyn. I've seen a few. They're great. They're, like, in between a full-size grocery store and, like, a bodega. Right. They're, like, they've got, like, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not super expensive. It's definitely not cheap, but mm-hmm. it's, like, it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much get anything you would need there. Um, they don't have like a huge selection of everything, but they kind of have everything. Mm-hmm. So we'll usually just swipe stuff there, and we'll only do a big grocery. I feel like I hit up like a Trader Joe's or like a like, and do like a big grocery shop, like twice a month at max. Like it's pretty rare now. Yeah, because also I'm just like I don't know. I can't. Like there's definitely weeks where I don't eat a single dinner at home, so it's like I'm Same. not. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy produce and let it rot. A- exactly. Oh my god, I've gone through so much like times where I like I'll get like a box of um like salad greens or something like that and I'm like I'm gonna make so many salads this week and then I just don't and then it's just like wilted and terrible well yeah because also working in restaurants you can't bring your food to work so it's like you can't even like be like I'm gonna prep my lunches and I do anyway but that's uh, awesome <laughs> um but I, I'll like scarf it down quickly before beforehand although usually what I'll do is I'll just like grab something quick before work and then head in there uh which isn't great because I'm like spending so much money doing that but there is a definite different dynamic in like cooking as like a single person than when you got like somebody else at home to like yes. either split that up with or to like take consideration for because like living on like by myself I will sometimes just like make some like I'll make a big thing and then eat that for the next like three or four lunches and dinners right. and, for not, sure. and just be like whatever I gotta get nu- nutrients in me but when I'm cons- if there's like another person in the picture to consider it's very different. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. And you also just wind up buying a lot more food for, like, two people. Yes, yeah, for be, sure. That can be difficult. I had this, like, little cart that I... I had, like, one of, like, the old lady carts when I would go grocery shopping. Oh, my God, those fucking things. This, uh, and it would, I would just lug it up. When I would go to Trader Joe's, I would get so much food, fill that thing to the brim, and those narrow stairs of the 72nd Street subway station just like be hauling that up and down oh boy no more no uh yeah i I hate those things oh my gosh um but that's one of the biggest issues with the 125th fairway is that it's it's a jaunt from a subway stop it is not like anything crazy but it's down a big hill yes which is which is a a significant walk if you've got a lot of groceries it's true so to the listener you get off the train at 125th street in harlem and if you're coming from downtown, if it's going- equidistant between the 137th and the 125th. Yes. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then you you head into like this this weird area that's like beyond uh, like 12th Avenue where there's like a highway and there's a couple of random restaurants down there which are like nice because they can spread out. There's like a beer garden. There's that a beer garden that's great. There's a dinosaur barbecue, which I've been to once and it's like fine. Uh huh. There's a place next to it called Floradita, which is yeah. like, I've never been to. But it's like, and it's like, there's stuff, but it also feels like strangely deserted and, and weird, like you're in the middle of the a cotton club is there. It's a cotton weird, club. it's a very weird area. Yeah, but um, but because of that, this place, I mean, it's fucking huge, this, uh, this fairway. Um, yeah. So it sprawls out, but it is a hike to get there and it's not super convenient on the way back when you've got, like, I saw, I saw a woman. Um, with just these, just like eight plastic bags of groceries. Yeah, no. Just hauling them, and I'm like, those are gonna like. My roommate and I would go sometimes and and split a cab home. That's a great idea. Because it was, it would it made it easier. Oh my gosh. Um, but the first thing I noticed about this place as I was walking in, I was coming from 
I like got off at 125th. I walked over on 125th and then walked up um, to the to the store. And sure. they had like these banners um, uh, along the huge parking lot that they have. So if you have a car, you can park it there. Um, but they say, um, Fairway, the place to go fooding, which this is a trend that I've noticed linguistically over the last couple of years where just adding ing onto a noun to make it like when people say adulting, I hate that. Sure. So much. Making a verb out of like something that is objectively I, a noun. Yeah, they're like adulting is hard. No, being an adult is hard. Yeah. <laughs> and part of being an adult is speaking properly. But the pictures that they had for this totally redeem it, this guy is like getting in on some Oh my god, are those these grapes? are very funny. Yeah, if you keep scrolling, the 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 next one, this woman is like Eating a lobster roll. Eating, wait, is that a lobster roll? I thought, a lobster it was a, roll? I thought it was a taco. But then this woman with this hollow bread, <laughs> she's not eating it. She's, she's smelling it. Objectively, she's, she's smelling, smelling it. it. Looks like she's embracing it like a lover. This guy, who holds coffee beans this way? Oh, man, these are all, wait, there's three in a row where they're just smelling They're the just, food. like, looking at... a coffee at bean smeller, and then... A, a tomato... You know how you smell your tomatoes? Tomatoes do not smell when they're... Nope. But actually, on. looks like she's, like, softly kissing it, though. She looks like Padma Lakshmi, also. That's true, maybe. Um, okay, then we got someone biting a mini pie. And he's got an embarrassing okay. look on his eye, and then that's, that's just so funny. And then this woman's eating uh, a bagel with some salmon, and then this this fellow looks excited about a steak in the background. You can kind of see. Nice. So I was I was already chuckling as I as as I headed in. Um, so I guess let's start from the entrance. So you immediately had a comment about the uh, there's like when you walk in there's like this hallway with like. Uh, stuff on the there's like a random a real random assortment of products so they always have this weird thing at the, the 125th fairway where the entranceway is like almost like a chute that you have to walk down mm-hmm. to get into the front door and outside the chute and then in lining the walls of the chute are like things for sale yeah but they're not and sometimes the outside thing will be like pumpkins in October or like watermelons in the summer or like Makes flowers sense. maybe yeah but then the things inside the chute are always like normal grocery store products and like like for example today it was like an assortment of like seltzers and broths snapple snapple and immediately every time i experience that when i went whenever i go there i get very overwhelmed and confused because i'm like wait is that where these things are kept mm-hmm. in this grocery store because i don't have a basket yet mm-hmm. i haven't really gotten into like my mode like you kind of the way i grocery shop mm-hmm. I'm not a list person unless I'm like doing a recipe. Mm-hmm. I go section by section and then I look and I'm like, what do I want from this section? So yeah. I'll go to like the, which will bring up the overall problem with this grocery store specifically. I've had to become a list person because I've gotten burned by that method so much because I will forget something or why sure. I have bought vitamin D pills like like four times without oh, remembering sure. that I had vitamin D pills already. Got it. So I need to it's it's I need to make a list of things that I have and also yeah. things that I need. Yeah. It's a perfect approach for Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's is so organized. Like you can be like, this is where the fruits are. You know what I mean? This is where the cheeses are. Exactly. So like everything is like just where with its like friends. Uh-huh. So when you get into the shoot and you're like, wait, there are beverages out here. Is this the beverage section? Like, do I need to make decisions right now? And it right. really stresses me out. Turns yeah. out you don't. All of the things available in the shoot are also available inside the store. My, I don't know why they're in the shoot. My guess is like it might just be like overstock or something like that. There's like, they I don't know. Signs. Put it out front. It's uh, very strange. Or maybe they're, uh, maybe sale items, I guess. I don't, I don't know. But it, it, it was, it didn't make, yeah. If it was like seasonal stuff, uh, that would make sense. But yeah, I'm not like peach, snapple, and vegetable stock. I don't see why yeah. those two things go together. But once you get through the shoot, you enter into what I would pretty hard and fast say is the best produce section in the city. I will. Uh, I think I would have to agree with you on that. It is a dynamite produce section. It's gorgeous. It's huge. There, everything looks really good. Everything looks really fresh. Um, they. I guess organizationally maybe could have been a little better, but that is, we know, is a recurring theme throughout this whole thing. What did I take pictures of? Oh, okay. They had so many different kinds of apples. Um, I was really, really impressed. And every apple had a sign describing what kind of, like, describing, like, what does a pink lady taste like? What does a a Cortland taste like? What does a Honeycrisp taste like? Like, Which is very useful. Ginger gold, jazz, if you will. Do you have a favorite apple? Well, I've never right. had a ginger gold or a jazz, but I usually go... Yeah, a jazz apple? 
don't think I've ever had a jazz apple. That's a good apple. Okay, I'm pretty, I go for Fuji or Pink Lady. Oh, okay. I like a nice honey crisp. Honey crisp are also top notch. If I'm just eating an apple. Sure. Um, if it's in a pie, I don't know about enough about that to... Usually, <laughs> a, a pie is usually it. Granny Smith. You go Granny, because you want a tart apple that's going to bake into sweet. Yeah. I think is how it works. Uh, I think I think I made one once that uh, was like a combination of like um, uh, like a, su- a sweeter apple with Granny Smith, but I cool. forgot to add the Granny Smith. <laughs> Could have used it, or I, I forgot to get them at the grocery store. Um, but yeah, so there's like a, there was a bunch of, like a, a shitload of uh, packaged greens. Two, two walls worth. Two walls of packaged greens, and then on the other side of the room, a wall of loose greens. Like if exactly. you just like to buy like, bunches like of organic, kale or bunches uh, of like shard. Organic stuff. They had um, chestnuts, dried fruits. Uh, Salad dressings, um, fresh juices, mm-hmm. um, dried fruits. It was a great, it was a really great selection. Plenty Citrus. of berries. Yeah, I have no, Melons. no, no complaints. Um, I feel like there was also like some other just uh, like a couple random jumbles of things in that area. Like they had a mini, like a small, uh, I thought this is where the rotisserie chickens were full stop. And I was immediately impressed that they had multiple flavors of roast chicken. Yeah. The rotisserie chickens had plain Latin and barbecue flavors. Barbecue. Yeah. And that's in, this was in like a hot cooler, sorted by the register. There was like a mini, there was like a smaller beer display. Yes. Uh, and like a couple of, of random things that we, I, I, I thought like, okay, here's the rotisserie chicken. Here's the beer. Yeah. They exist elsewhere. Yeah. So at the front, there's like kind of a, well, at the, the front's a real jumble because there's a small aisle that has like some medicinal stuff. Mm-hmm. There's like, a, there's like a, there's like a protein bar wall. Uh-huh. Uh, some kombuchas. There was like a little, yeah, some beverages happening. Uh-huh. But then there was also... But so the problem with the, that part of the grocery store is that you have to go. So there's to the left is the is the the registers. Uh-huh. To your right is like the international foods section, which uh-huh. is also doubles as a hallway to the rest of the grocery store. Yeah. But then if you walk past the international food section, there was like more shelves that had like. See, this is where the the, the grocery store lost me. In the international food sections, there was a clear Italian food section that had all these different kinds of pastas, all these different sauces. Yes. There was like an Indian food section. There uh-huh. was like a Mexican food section. And then an English food section, which was impressive to me. The so English food section that. was very impressive to me. Heinz hoops, pasta, um, uh, ambrosia, Devon rice pudding and Devon custard. Yeah, Ribena. They had all this stuff. Um, what Jaffa is Ribena? Cake. Is that like a grape soda? Like, what Ribena is a um, black currant concentrate so you would like mix it with water and it makes like a sweet black currant juice black currant juice what is that like something you drink with breakfast what's the so they, they call it they in general like a very popular thing over there is called squash and it's it's concentrate so you buy like a bottle of like orange squash or blackberry squash or like cherry squash or and the black currant one is called Ribena. Uh-huh. It's like a Kleenex situation where it's like the brand name has become synonymous with like the product. Gotcha. So like they call it black currant Ribena. Ribena. And so like you would have the bottle just like sitting in your cupboard and when you want like a glass of it, you fill a glass with cold water and then add in like, like a little bit of Ribena. A few ounces of the Ribena and it Interesting. makes like a juice. Yeah. Okay. Almost like we would be like a powdered iced tea mix or something like that. No? Yeah, yeah, except it's liquid. But yeah, yeah, a similar vibe. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, but either way, super impressive that they had all of that stuff. HP, so- what is HP sauce? It's a brown condiment that's like... <laughs> it's I mean, a brown condiment. They call it brown sauce. Oh. They call it brown sauce. It's like sweet and tangy. Um, I usually spend it, if I put it on something, I spend the entire meal being like, do I like this? Do I like this? And then at the end, I usually land on not really. Mm. But it's like fine. Some people love it. Interesting. It's like if barbecue, it's like, maybe I'm just comparing it to barbecue sauce because of the color. It does look like barbecue sauce. But it has like a tang to it and much less of like, it doesn't have any of like the cumin-y, like kind of more savory aspects oh, of a barbecue okay. sauce. Just like a little more sickly sweet sort of a deal? Or Not no. like sickly. It's like, I think tangy is like the tangy, best tangy, way tangy. to describe it. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, impressive. But yeah, so yeah, they had pretty good international selection 
Um, right, but the issue... So but the, the organization is very confusing. So yes. we, like, found... You, you, the Italian food section. Oh, look, all of this drive, all this fancy dried pasta and all this fancy red sauce. And mm-hmm. then we walk past the international food section to kind of like a hodgepodge food section. Yeah, I would say like a general sort you of... You find food. some more random red sauces on a shelf. And we there's saw, no... We saw pasta and sauce in like three separate locations. And, the, and that's a huge problem for me. I would I would agree. I would agree because... Um, I need to comparatively shop. I think it is part of, partially to trick you into buying more expensive stuff. That... Would stand to reason because, like, the more expensive, well, it's all discover the classism price, of this. Yeah, place. it's price front to back. It is definitely price front to back. And then, because you know, if you think that's your pasta selection, because it's also obscured in such a way that you can't tell that there's like a infinite more store behind you. We forgot to go in there until you had to go to the bathroom. Until yeah, until yeah, until we went back into that into that corner, um, uh, to use the restroom, and like there was, but there's like yeah, this whole section of like. A lot of the same stuff, but like cheaper. But if you've already put a jar of sauce and some pasta in your, so heart, like in the you're front, not, you're not yeah, be like, oh, I gotta take that back now. Get this stuff, and it's like in the front section. There's probably truly thirty pasta sauces, twenty pasta sauces. Yeah, they're all fancy. They're mm-hmm. I, I bet you, I think the cheapest one was maybe a six dollar jar. Sure. Yeah. In Premium the stuff. back, the back room. There's a whole nother wall, and you've got your Pregos, your Ragus, your Classicos, your Ber- your um, Bertoli, Arola. They had 99 cents for uh, vegetable spaghetti. Yeah, so it was like... It's a good deal. You couldn't get Barilla in the front either, so it's like all of the poor people, like, I don't I don't want to say poor people, but like what you grew, what you ate if you grew up with not a lot of money. Sure. Which is like what, yeah, like... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the Cheez-Its, the Oreos, like Yeah, anything. or if you're just trying to be budget conscious now. Yeah. You know? If you're like, yeah. hey, I, I can, I, I don't need a fancy pasta. I'll take right. a, I'll take, I'll a, take a Barilla. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like in the back, like in the front, <coughs> there was like the Newman's own Oreos. And then in the back room, you got your good old classic Oreos. Exactly. So it was like a complete hiding of all the, the yeah. Uh, but, and then in that front area, there was like, what also felt like, uh, uh, like a cheaper snack area, like where they had like the soda and like a big like the drums of us cheese balls. Also, kind of like hidden that. though, like not yeah. a place you would tucked away. Because what's so bizarre about that the the Harlem Fairway is that it does not have. There is no way to walk through the oh here's okay there is no way to walk through that grocery store in its entirety without having to double back on yourself. Yep. Like the the standard grocery store experience at every grocery store normally is like enter. Do the produce section in the front, and uh-huh. then you weave through the aisles till you're done with the store, yeah, right? Like, could, am I like, wrong? You could, you could either weave through the aisles, or, like, sometimes I'll just go around the entire perimeter of the store, because that's where you're, you're probably going to cover your dairy, your frozen foods, right. your meat and seafood, and then you can get the, you know, your non-perishable goods, like, up and down, go, go up and down the aisles. Or if you want to just go up and down the aisles right. and get that stuff on the sides. There was no, there was none you of that. Cannot flow. do that in this. It's like a, it's like a labyrinth in there. Was, but so there's entire sections that you could only get to if you specifically went to get to them. Both of which are uh-huh. the cheap food sections. Exactly. So that front corner that's past the registers. So you would never actually have to go there unless you specifically wanted to go there. Yeah. Is where like you can find your like Tostitos and like your Tostitos salsas and Jesus. like yeah Doritos like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. But you can find like your like more expensive, fancier options. Your blue corn tortilla chips. Those are you those happen right upon you in the international food section. At your fingertips, yeah. And they're much more expensive. So it was like uh-huh. very and when you go through like the natural course of the store is produce section, uh-huh. the international food section into hot food. Yeah, into the hot food section, which maybe we should move into that. That was I I was dazzled that you It's amazing. It's great. So you when so if you walk down that Italian specialty aisle. You at the end of it is uh, like your sushi. The sushi bar. It's a sushi bar, um, with some prepared sushi that you you got. Uh, how 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 would you review that sushi? Really, like yeah, it was like a four point eight stars. Like great, excellent for like grocery store sushi. I don't think you could really get much better. It of course, very solid. I love grocery store sushi. Honestly, same. I can love a good like quick something. Uh, but they had that. They had like a, a deep dish pizza area. Was it deep dish? I guess it was like it was like a square slice. It was like the closest. It, I mean, it looked. It was like it wasn't deep dish because deep dish is like the cheese is almost like a soup. It was like yes. maybe even almost like it was like kind of Detroit style. It was like a square Detroit cut, maybe Sicilian, yeah. but it was like deeper than a Sicilian. Somewhere between a Sicilian and, and a Detroit. Detroit. It was, but it looked it fantastic. Looked, looked great, and uh, I so I I got there a little early and I ate 
some food from the hot bar and I was gonna get uh, I detailed this on my Instagram live video which you can check out um, if you follow the podcast on Instagram um, but I got food from the hot bar and I uh, wanted to get pizza but there was like nobody at the pizza station and I didn't want to join the chopped salad line and then ask for pizza and be turned away um, so I, it was th th that was a little unclear uh, so I would have to take points off for that because I'm like, how am I going to get that pizza? Yeah, you, you have to adequately staff your station. Yes, but you could get a chopped salad, which is rare for like a grocery store prepared foods. And then they had a sandwich area and then the hot bar, um, which did they have a salad bar per se? Yeah, the salad just... bar was the salad station, so it was not self-serve. Gotcha. So... so And also the salad bar also did sandwiches. Yes. So a sandwich, salad bar, pizza area... Sushi, and okay. then there was a self-serve hot bar. The self, yeah. The, the oh, also a freestanding, I've never seen this in my life and feel like I will never see it again. A freestanding self-serve kiosk of lobster rolls on ice. Yeah. Lob, Pre-made lobster rolls wrapped in deli paper in a plastic container on, on like, um, yes. ice pellets. Um, I don't know For if I am... For $10.99, one of the most, I mean, yes. great deal. A, lobster, a $10.99 lobster roll, that's a With slam. chips. With uh, potato chips. Here's what the sign says. We pile succulent sweet lobster meat into a toasted potato roll and serve it with house-made potato chips on the side. A delicious lobster roll is one of our favorite summer treats. <laughs> summer. Uh, so we're bringing it uh, to you all year long. Okay, so at least they acknowledge that it is a summer food. But back, it says back by popular demand. So I guess they've been doing this. It was right next to the mochi bar, which is a Oh my God, there was a mochi bar. I forgot there was a mochi bar. There was like, it was like... Uh, yeah. It was like your standard freezer that you would find like, um, like choco tacos in or exactly. whatnot at like a normal but bodega. Big baskets of mochi filled with baskets of mochi that had self serve tongs, coconut, pineapple, pistachio, ripe strawberry cookies and cream, mint chocolate chip, vanilla salted caramel, green tea, double chocolate and sweet mango. That is a wide selection of mochi. Yeah, if I'm uh, counting correctly, that is eight different kinds of mochi. Yeah, that's um, more than I've ever had in my life. Um. And then just past Mochi Bar mm -hmm. was when you get to probably some of the strongest things that that fairway has going for it, the meat and cheese area. The oh meat, cheese, and olive area. God, that was amazing. Again, I've said I don't like olives, but they had... It's an olive pavilion. So It is a it is like a gazebo of olives. It, it, it's a 360 degree ovular... Is it three tiers? Two tiers. There is two tiers, but on the top they have like canned... Um, like okay, uh, okay, but it's here's what they have on top. They have popcorn oil, black truffle olive oil. Oh, the fancy oils. Um, porcini mushroom rub. For God's sakes, this yeah, that's is fancy as hell. This is amazing. But so on this two tier pavilion are twenty liter drums. I mean, these are huge. I'll post a picture. These are gigantic, and they're filled to the brim with different kinds of olives. Self serve big spoons. There's capers. Get... There's um, pepperoncini peppers. There's like grilled artichokes, sun dried tomatoes. Uh, it's wild. Basically, yes. any pickled veg is like thriving. Brined veg is there. It's wild. I mean, good God, it's it's amazing. And that's that is next to a uh, like a deli counter with like a bunch of cheeses, smoked fish. Um, what looks to be seven different kinds of prosciutto. In the best meat and cheese selection you'll ever see in New York City. It's it's tremendous. It's wild. Huge wedges of cheese. you've never heard of. They had, I pointed this out, this is a big plus for me, a drum of like salted Marcona almonds, which uh, is an excellent addition to any um, sort of like charcuterie selection that you might have. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, along with the... Um, prosciutto they have like other prepared foods like grilled chicken fillets like some flank steak whatnot uh it's looking great and then there was that the actual rotisserie chicken area where there is i think more than three flavors there's like lemon garlic uh, uh herb rubbed barbecue um like plain i mean yeah and there was like a ton of chickens in there it was i mean it was it was super impressive um this carried over into something that I always love to see, which is a cold room. Yeah, I think it's probably what this fairway is the best known for. Uh, yeah, the only one other one I've seen, like I said, was at uh, the uh, Food Bazaar in Bushwick. This was nice. You pointed out they did not have this before. They had, like, coats that you could Complimentary put Complimentary coats, warming coats. Yeah, to keep you keep you warm. So this is just basically a... Sanitarily, I would never wear them, but... No, it's a huge room where they have um, meat dairy 
uh, beer, and as we'll find out, some real random shit. But so here's, but here, what you need to understand is it. This is not a room full of refrigerators. It is one giant, giant. room that is refrigerated. Yeah, you're so you yourself are cold in there. You're basically walking into a meat locker. Although I was pretty comfortable. Granted, I'm I was. We're dressed for the winter. Though. It's oh, more an issue in the summer when you're wearing shorts. Yes. It's definitely cold when you go in there in the summer. Yes, unless you've walked right off the street and you're feeling hot and sweaty. Um, so we walked in, then we found some more cheese selection. Again, this is weird because there's all the cheese out there and then there's more yeah, cheese Yeah, so this is there. like a recurring issue that this fairway has. It's like you had cheeses out there and you had, um, I guess cooked meats were in the outside table. So now all of your raw meats, so your butcher counter is in here. Your yes. Fish, the seafood oh selection, God. unreal. It was... 1,000 different kinds of clams. It was huge. They had a bunch of different clams. They had, um, like, what looks to be like four or five different kinds of shrimp. They had squid... Yeah, they're really uh, fresh bay scallops. The thing I was going to point out with the cheese though is they had you, you did not seem to like this. Um, yeah, this was uh, horrifying to me. A, uh, this seems to be fairway invented. This I guess a part gouda, part cheddar, and they call it chuda. It was a giant chuda wheel. It's a I cannot be more. It's anti-tiny. a pretty pretty gross color. Um, uh, two ninety nine for a quarter pound. This is so for their weird like Franken cheese. Yeah, these are the things where I'm like, has science gone too far? Um, I don't, I don't but know that. adjacent to this was the, the beer selection, which was vast and incredible. Um, it was overwhelming. It's broken up into two huge walls. Yeah, there's two huge walls. Craft, One of them craft beer. definitely has more craft. And then there's, we've got, what I appreciate is that huge craft selection, but then also huge trash American classics. Like, yes. your cores, your yingling, uh-huh. your paps, your bud, your, your um, Mike's heart, your Labatt even. Um, Modelo. My favorite. Uh-huh. All the, all the, all the going, your Dos Aquis, um, uh, Pacifico, they had them all. Yep. Dos Aquis is, uh, what we would, uh, we would get a keg of that in college and like tell people it was a nicer. <laughs> you got kegs of Dos Equis No, wait, your... maybe we got, or maybe that's what we told people it was. I was going to say, that's not that bad of a beer to get for, I mean like people in my college, my college would get like Jenny Cream Ale. That was Gen- it was that was that was like the regional shitty beer Genesee. Um, well, um, we got Yingling and told them it was Dosakis. That, that was makes it. more sense to yes. me. Yes, um, we would get. I mean, I threw maybe one kegger in college. Like I would go to keggers, but like mm-hmm. we only threw. I we threw two keggers back to back. It was the same keg. We didn't finish it the first night, so we had like a keg finishing party the next day, <laughs> okay. which was very fun. Um, it's so much care that you have to put into it because it's like, do we have enough ice? It's like, it's like we also lived on a third floor walk up. Oh, with a keg. Oh, so wow, it was like insane. See, I lived in like a decrepit house that was just like sure. slowly being swallowed by the earth, and so this didn't. I mean, the apartment building I lived in in Burlington, Vermont, was being swallowed by the earth, but like yep. we were on the third floor of it. I actually uh, think it was condemned a year or two after. That's I lived so there. funny. Yep. No, but so Jenny Cream was like the. I think it was the cheapest keg you could get. Mm-hmm. No one, if you saw someone drinking like cans of it, you were like, dude. Spend like one dollar more and get anything else. Even like, in college, wow. I feel like the big cheap beer that you would see people drinking out of cans at my college was like obviously PBR, and then uh, Rolling Rock was like a we classic. did Rolling Rock, and there was a lot of Natty. I never did Natty. The worst I ever did was there was this beer called Keystone. Oh no, it was called Big Flats, and it was only available at Walgreens. It's <laughs> fucked up. It was three ninety nine. No, it wasn't. It was like two ninety nine for a six pack. And uh, I would see it anytime I went to this wall. I only saw it at this one Walgreens, so I don't know what, what the deal with it was. And one night I bought it, and I, um, I, I drank them, and I felt like I had consumed the alcohol content of like a beer and a half, but I just felt terrible because it was just like poison, gross. Um, so I wouldn't wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, we would usually do like PBR, uh, Beast Ice. That was those were the. Beast ice. Milwaukee's best ice is what it was called. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it, I think it's it's like a Midwest thing. Got it. They had there was uh, yeah Milwaukee's best and then Milwaukee's best ice, but we would call it Beast Ice because that thing you that's know. that is it where like every shitty beer has like the ice version where it's just like nine percent alcohol. Yeah, like, I don't know if it was nine percent, but it I was like Bud Ice is like that. Yeah, Bud Bud Ice always seemed so gross. I don't know the 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 packaging of it yeah. just looked looked terribly weird. Oh, the, the things we put our bodies through. Uh, so anyway, the, the great beer selection, great seafood. They had the live lobsters. Too many live lobsters. Yeah, the live lobster tank was over full in a way that was visually upsetting to look at. I didn't... 
Yeah, the ones that. on the bottom, the one, this one in the bottom corner. I mean, we're talking is, like five lobsters deep. Yeah, he's That's got too about many five. On top I don't think other. he can move, and I don't. Uh, are they smart? I don't. Not that that makes. Did you know that lobsters um, are immortal? Yes, like they have no natural predators, and like uh, they would live forever if we didn't eat them, basically. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. They. Um, they, like, have something where they basically, like, go into, like, a trance or something and regenerate back to being a baby and then start over. Like, they keep re-aging. That is spiritual. Like It's insane. Um, and then we sell that we put them in, like, mayonnaise and make a lobster roll. <laughs> like, yep. For ten ninety nine at the... <laughs> so they, yeah, they are, um, they are fascinating because they're, they're basically dinosaurs. Like, they didn't change that much since, like, dinosaur times. I have no, I have no evidence to back this up. Yeah, I mean, Sharks, I can't too, about... right? I don't know. I've, yeah, I'm not a scientist, but that seems... I could believe, like I can't imagine lobsters have changed that much. Maybe they just got smaller. Probably. I don't know. There's so much weird shit in the ocean that we just don't know about. I hate it. I don't like the ocean. It, people are like, outer space. It's like, we don't know what's going on below the surface of water. Yeah, uh, you could not... Well, who was I just... Oh, I did this thing for the Coast Guard the other day, so I had to like, be... I was like, at the Coast Guard base all day. Cool. And like I was talking to one of them, and I was like, you could not fucking me to get in a submarine even a submarine on land like i could not i the thought of being i have I, also like scuba diving i have truly little to no interest like i get oh i could do my like some light like i could do like the scuba diving that they offer you at like sandals or something like, <laughs> like snorkeling uh, snorkeling basically uh i would love to look at a coral reef but yeah like i've been on i went i toured like a world war ii submarine that was like out of service and I'm walking around there, I was like, I can't believe people lived in these conditions under miles of water. I don't know if it's miles, but like, like, but you can just fuck right off with that. I would never, I would never get in a submarine. You could not pay me. Oh, tip of the cap to uh, the to the navy, our our navy service service people who are um going just living in a submarine. Yeah, that's insane. Ooh, oof, that is tough. Um. Yeah, but, th- yeah, the ocean's weird. I remember in, like, science class in, like, middle school learning that there was this thing called a coccolanth that was a creature that we were, like, scientists were positive died during, like, prehistoric times and then, like, one washed up on the beach and, like... Is uh, it coelacanth? Is that what it's called? Coelacanth? I-, I may have just been pronouncing that wrong. A coelacanth is something. I don't know what it is. I just know it's a thing. It might be It might be the same thing or it might be a closely related thing that just... They thought it was dead for millions of years and then, like, one... They pulled one out of the water, like, alive. See, I fucking hate that. It's, I think it's, I I think it's interesting and, like, (laughs) a fun way to keep ourselves in perspective, but it is is pretty terrifying. Or, like, those videos of, like, a giant squid, or, like, the bloop incident. I can't deal with any of that. The bloop incident. Do you know what this is? I feel like Inspired Cloverfield. I literally, see, this is the problem is I hate all of this, but I I read too much about it on the internet. Please tell me what the bloop is. So, like, the Navy has, like, all of these, like, Obvious, I like these like underwater monitoring systems. Mm-hmm. I think that are designed to like monitor if like there are submarines in our waters or like whatever. Mm-hmm. So one of them, I think, off the coast of somewhere off the east coast, it like recorded this like tone that was like that they analyzed and they call the sound the bloop. And based on its like tom like timbre or like its the quality of the sound. They're, like, certain that it was created by an organic thing, like, an organic creature. Uh-huh. But, um, because it has, like, vibration. To, I don't know. Yeah. That it was, like, made by an animal. Sure. But based on the, like, the the volume of it and, like, the, the um... Whatever quality. Like, the decibel. I don't know. I'm using, like, sound terms that I actually no, know. No, I, I... How, like, low it is maybe or something. Uh-huh. Basically, the size of the thing would have to be ten times the size of a blue whale. So, like, something, like, really deep in the ocean, like... Oh, my... Like, farted, and the Navy heard it, and it was, like, fucked up. (gasps) And I just, like... That's so wild. And there's, like, a couple more of those incidences where, like, they've recorded a sound that they're like, oh, we don't know what that is. And I'm like, fuck that. I hate that. That's so cool, but, like, terrifying. Oh, my God. That Yeah, that's... 
There's also like there's like, in the there's Mariana like, Trench. Yeah, well, there's like miles and miles of water that they've never explored, and like no, they, so and much then, like, of it. And then like look at the animals that they have found in the dark parts they have found. It's like well, those things are already hell demons. So truly, yeah. Oh my god, those like, ones that like can survive without any sunlight, and they're like we just make our light on our own. The anglerfish, yeah, yeah, like an angler fuck fish. that. Oh man. I would not mess with an anglerfish or no, just anything uh, down there. Yeah, we don't know anything. We don't know um, anything. And here's the thing: you might find these creatures in the back of the cold room at the fairway. It, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they would. They would dig them up and uh, um, uh, put them on sale for you know seven ninety nine a pound or uh, whatever that would be. Yeah, there's a huge selection. But then yeah, they have like a million different kinds of butter and milks. They and had seltzers, so, like a wall of eggs. There was all kinds of milk. For the a wide butter selection, no Kerrygold Irish, so major points off for me. <laughs> I'm courting them as a sponsor. Um, I've, they've seen the DMs. I know that they've seen the DMs. They will not acknowledge me. And it's I'm starting to take it a little personally, but whatever. I have never had this butter. I will try it, though. It's, uh, it's good stuff. It's good. They also have ghee. Whoa, hang on a second. You know you know what ghee is, right? Is ghee clarified butter? That's like the clarified butter, but they have, I'm seeing here... They have ghee, like ghee spray. Ghee oil spray. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't How about there. that? They did have ghee spray there. That's nuts. Have you ever had that? That's, that's in that um, Bulletproof Coffee. You ever try that stuff? What is that? It's like it's like, uh, like very clean beans. They put in that MCT like brain octane oil. It's like got like nootropic stuff. Rod, what hair. are you talking about? <laughs> it's press call bulletproof. No, this is real. That MCT brain octane oil. Are those the words you just said to me? Uh, yes. What are you talking about? It's like a nootropic. I that I, I don't think that's helping, but um, it's like a thing. It's got like these. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's like good for your mental, like your like brain sure. clarity. And you add that and uh, like a little scoop of ghee. For like protein and it makes it creamier, and you drink it and it like fills you up, but it like it gives you like a caffeine boost without like the jitters. It's nuts. They used to sell it at the the coffee bar in the Whole Foods in Chelsea, and I would get it all the time. And then they got rid of that coffee bar. Wow, which is sad. Uh, anyway, so they have ghee oil spray <laughs> for How so if you have bullet, if you make bulletproof coffee at home, you can do that. Um, Okay, so what what was after that? We kept moving. There was oh, like juice, so here's the juice. Well, so here's the thing. On the way out of the, so then there's like one. So we did a full lap of the cold room, and then in the last corner, there's like the obscure meats. Like you had, they had like liver and bones, but then they also had like products, like mm-hmm. not food. Yeah, they had like, like kitchen products that are now cold, it was like knives like, and what like do we pans. Do with this? They had the, those little basters, um, and they were all refrigerated, reusable water bottles, um, and like uh, those like foil casserole pans. Which there's nothing wrong with any of those things being cold. It's just like why are they cold? Exactly. Do you know what I mean, like why I, are they in the? I have to assume they just didn't have room for it elsewhere. I guess, but like, it was so strange to me. It was. It was very odd. Yeah. Um, and then they had even more more roast chickens. Um, these were chilled and they were and kosher. kosher that was they the kosher, kosher section they were kosher um, so then the final room was the, the your layman's food exactly which we'll take a break real quick and we'll finish uh, talking about that yeah so we're back and um, the so to wrap up like the the remainder of the um, the store was like the the like the I don't know, I wouldn't say discount, but, like, your more average, run-of-the-mill... Cheap food. Cheaper food. So there was, like, a huge... Like, I think the pasta is just the greatest example. Because, like, Mm -hmm. we were saying, like... Like, when we found the original pasta area, we were like, oh, look, okay, cool. So they have, like, a bunch of nice like nice selections. Mm -hmm. And they have one, like, cheaper one, which was, like, DiCecco, or however you pronounce that. Yes, and DiCecco is still a pretty good... Right, and so we were like, okay, that's, like, the cheaper option, whatever. Come to this back room, there's like Barilla, there's Ronzoni, like there's all of the cheap pasta brands you grew up with as a kid. Yep. Full, enormous selection of them. Yes. And it's like, you hit all, you have this, but you have to, people have to go find it. Yeah. And, uh, like, it's not just, but it's it's weird because there's like that, which is stuff that they have elsewhere, but they also had like, all of the baking stuff was back there as well. Um, and I didn't see... That's so true. Like, you had to get... Like, if you wanted, like, King Arthur flour, like, that was back there. Mm-hmm. Or, like, sugar. Uh-huh. Also, right. the freezer section. So, all the yes. ice creams were back there. Great ice cream selection. Great cereal selection. Great cereal selection. That was the only place they had cereal. They were able to centralize cereal, which I don't... 
I don't know about the, what the deal is with that. Pancake mix. Pancake mix. Stuff. Canned soups. Yes. Canned um, soups. Canned vegetables. Were canned vegetables back there? I feel like... I think they were. So yeah. Yeah, I think it was like, like there is certain... It was like some foods that there aren't really bougier versions of. You have your mm-hmm. like your advantage of it being like nice. Like, and like... Um, that was also where you could find like cheap olive oil and like cheap canola oil because there was like a huge fancy olive oil selection at the Gigantic. Front. I was so excited by that because uh, I love olive oil and different. I love when there's good olive oil options because I love just throwing it and everything. Um, sure. But yeah, they so they had all of that. They also, they also had coffee. They had a good coffee selection. The coffee selection was cool. It was in like big barrels that you could like uh-huh. scoop with little... Uh, scoops and uh, I think like put in bags uh-huh. uh, grind them if you needed to yeah. tea was back there and also like there was like a weird side aisle that had like um, like shampoo and soap right and fun fact so that side aisle connected back to like the, the Tostitos section where like yeah, the yeah which is it was all very weird it was a weird layout it yeah. felt it just a strange strange it layout. felt like a, it gave it character like it's definitely like a distinct thing but as far as like uh, from a functional perspective of like... It does not function at all. No. It's completely not functional. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, so all that stuff. And they had they had some like... They had some random houseware stuff. Like I noticed on the pasta aisle, they had like one of those big spoon... Like s- spoons with like the... The um, teeth. With like the teeth. Yeah. And like the hole in the middle to like uh, scoop pasta, which makes sense. So like that's smart of them to nail that. So I guess, I guess in summation... Strong points, obviously, produce. Great selection of stuff you can get if you're looking... Absolutely. Widest selection of anything. If you're being budget conscious, if you're looking for a very specific thing, they have it. Yeah. It's a little um, segregated in the way that all that stuff is laid out. If you're rich, it's incredibly streamlined. If you're uh-huh. not if you're not shopping on a whisper of a budget, uh-huh. it is a delightful shopping experience. But if yes. you're trying to like really compare options it's kind of a nightmare it's yeah it's tough you can find what you need but you have to work for it um which sucks and uh you know the quality of stuff seemed very good best selection but weird layout and yeah just certain aspects of it that didn't make sense and then also just like the i mean i don't know that they're trying to make a statement about uh like classism or anything like that but like you poor people have to go to the back or anything like that but it is like definitely it's probably just like driven by money because you, you're gonna walk in and buy the stuff that you see first you're more likely to put in your cart first and so yeah I also think it makes them have the appearance of like a more elevated grocery store if you're not immediately seeing like Cheez-Its and Oreos but if you're seeing like produce and like higher end chocolates and like the yeah. seasonal pantone which is interesting because they seem like a like a decently mid like mid range I'd say they're not like super fancy like Whole Foods or like Dean and Lucas well I don't know that Dean and Luke and Whole Foods are on the same level at all but like they're very different stores than uh, what they absolutely, provide absolutely I, 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 I shouldn't have said that I shouldn't have said would that would you stupid <laughs> God. would you call Dean and Luca a grocery store just barely cool I don't think I would I would call them like specialty food store. What would you call them? Almost like a really fancy deli. Oh. Would you would you would you allow the term market? I would take the term market. Okay. But I don't think that's people, where I would meet you. I would. I don't think the I don't think the majority of people who are shopping at Dean and Deluca are buying groceries. I the one I the Dean and Deluca that I reviewed. I found because it was on a list that said like it was David Bowie's grocery store, like the one in Soho. Does David to. does David Bowie buy groceries? Do you understand? Know Not saying? anymore. He's passed. Well, but, yeah. Um, but like, if you're going there to buy like a pre-made, you're not buying groceries. You like, could you could buy you could buy fruits and vegetables. You could you could do the basics of grocery shopping there. You could okay. do the basics of it. I, you know, it's interesting that you say it's like a fancier version of a deli because as far as like, like if, if I go into a deli, I can get milk there, I can get bread, I can get some basic fruits and vegetables and stuff. Um, and it is all of those things just like fancier. Yeah, you're right. Mm, I don't know. I got to rethink all this I think stuff. the thing that might miss as a grocery store for me, honestly, mm-hmm. push carts. Um, and you know there's not in, those in a Dian Luca. I hate to tell you this. There are... Shut the fuck up. Yep. The one I went to, they were they were like the narrow ones. People were people were pushing them around. Huh. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I. Uh, I don't know what to make of all of that. 
there's yeah I feel like at the end of this podcast I've raised more questions than answers well that's good because it gives me more to more to explore but you know that's that's what we're all about yeah so yeah but fair but fair ways definitely I would consider like a grocery store like a, definitely a grocery store but definitely like not few like notches above um like a Gristini's um, oh but, leaps and bounds above but definitely yeah I'd say I'd put them on like they're not like super super fancy but they have some fancy stuff yes um, so I don't know all that in consideration do you have like a letter grade in mind as far as what you would what you would give them for this particular location I would say selection A plus mm-hmm. I would say overall experience B plus I would have to go with that too because it was like yeah it the, the, the it was very jarringly arranged um, you know they didn't have my favorite butter I didn't know how to get a slice of pizza. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would have to agree as far as selection and general quality of things, definitely. But like, but yeah. yeah there's was, no question that that wasn't it. Was, uh, it was, str- and I don't know if that's just the space itself or if they were just like, I don't know. We'll do I think it's just poorly de- like engineered and designed. Probably. Um, yeah. I don't know how old that particular location is. It's like 25,000 square feet, though. It's huge. It's enormous. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, B, B plus, I think that, I think that's a fair grading. I think we've hit the nail on the head with that. They're really good about it. B plus. Great. Well, Jake, is there anything that you want to plug or? Uh, come to Lloyd Made at the UCB Theater. Yes. Um, every Wednesday at UCB East at 7.30. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much Can it. Can we follow you on uh, Twitter? Follow me on social media at Jake W. Cornell. Terrific. Um, Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank this you for was, having me. This was uh, very fun. A very interesting examination of things. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.